0: That's what I'm talking about. We live in a fascist, communist regime uh, called America. The Social Psycho Confabulation with Ben and Mr. A.
1: Mine oh, is God. on now. Oh, my what?
0: God. I just what? can't believe it. I can't believe we're back. I'm so tired. Listen, oh, everybody, welcome back to the studio. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Um, last time we were in the studio, I just yelled at Mr. A, and I thought this podcast was going to be over. I
1: think we weren't recording, though.
0: I thought we ended no, we the recording, recording. you yelled. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, we should have because left the that podcast part in. was
1: no good. We could have just kept. We could have cut everything else out and just had the rant at the end, and that would have been oh. pretty entertaining. I would have posted that one.
0: But mm, yeah, we should, we should have done that. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna get really awkward and intense on the podcast. I
1: think people like that. I've oh seen. I've heard God. some podcasts where I'm like, why? I, and where they these guys are so hard on each other, and I'm like. I think they're doing this on purpose. Mm. I think they know that this gets like clipped, or people kind of. There's something about it where it's uncomfortable, but you kind of want to hear bait. it. Like I like the all in guys do mm. that a lot. Yeah, you know, and you're like, I want to hear this. uh Oh, I'm on my like my like train right now. Like, I'm like, gonna like stop like, that. Like, 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 like.
0: Um, that's fine. So anyway, yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about a lot of things. I got um. I the first thing I wanted to talk about was this. Trump thing I heard and I couldn't find the clips but they were on NPR. This is NPR. This is how you know we're living in communist China. We are living in a communist country that tells us constantly we're living in a, under a democracy. Um but it's not true and it was NPR telling a, a clipping Trump and saying that Trump is saying that he's going to tell us exactly what he's going to do when he's the president. And he's saying he's going to weaponize the attorney general and the DOJ. Listen to this clip. And then they play a clip of Donald Trump clearly, clearly making a joke and talking about what Joe Biden is doing right now. (laughs) That is what the clip was. It was Donald Trump making jokes about how he's being prosecuted by the DOJ by the the attorney general under Joe Biden. And so he was like, the first thing I'm going to do when I'm president is t- tell the DOJ or attorney general, you need to prosecute these people, my political enemies, and persecute them. And they literally just clipped that and said that that's what Trump said. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, I don't even have to listen to the whole clip of what Trump was saying to know that that's literally not what he was saying. So I was just so confused. I was like, who is this media for? how is npr of all places just coming out and just bald faced lying to the american public it was just so shocking it was so shocking well, i, that's was, what yelling. They always I do. was yelling yeah it was incredible but um so oh my god oh, bless but I heard, you. I heard i
1: heard i mean there was i thought you were going to bring up this other clip where he said that he was going to be a dictator on day 1
0: Oh, well, that too. I think they they had a couple of clips in there. That was probably also in there. Yeah, but it's,
1: again, that one is it's similar. I mean, that one was a little bit more, you could say, concerning. Although, again,
0: in context, it was kind of like a joke. It's a joke. Trump is joking half the time. He's saying things and Jesse doesn't really mean them, but people don't understand that. They literally take him, literally, all the time. And it's... It's just silly. I don't understand why they take Trump so seriously. Also, they just overlook all of the things that Biden is doing because he says it's, you know, he's polished. doesn't say the quiet part out loud, but you're like, you literally approve. I mean, sometimes he does. He literally approved. If he stays on
1: stage two seconds too long before they get up there to shuffle him off, he might start saying some weird stuff.
0: That is true. He was in that meeting with Zelensky where he was like, I just signed a pack hush up. Hush up, everyone. He's like, I just signed a package for another two billion dollars for Ukraine. <laughs>
1: it's like, Or the what? one where he get where he I think he was like at the end of the of, of some speech Your thing god. and he just says, I'm tired. I'm going to <laughs>
0: something bed now. Like yeah. He it was, like was like,
1: I gotta go to bed <laughs> or something. It was like,
0: okay. I I appreciate that. I I get tired too. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you see the cancellation of the Florida primary. Oh yeah. The Democrats are losing their shit. I I don't know what's going on there. It's crazy. It's crazy. So this is an article. This is December 1st, 2023, Miami Herald. Florida Democrats stand by. Oh my god, I'm gonna to have to subscribe. Um here's the the article headline. No conspiracy. Florida Democrats explain cancellation of state presidential primary. Amazing i we love the way the headline is awesome in order to protect it yeah yeah it's an the, awesome no, conspiracy. no conspiracy no florida conspiracy no conspiracy explain cons- cancellation yeah. of state presidential primary we know this sounds crazy but let us explain it to you yeah no no conspiracy but
1: here's a conspiracy right
0: the florida democratic that's British
1: literally sta- by the way that's literally a conspiracy That's literally, that's that's what a conspiracy is. It's when people conspire to do a thing, especially
0: a thing like cancel a primary election in an entire state. Right. So the Democratic Party only submitted Joe Biden's name for the 2024 ballot. Uh, this move has evoked anger and threats of legal action from Biden's long-shot primary rivals who say the party is depriving voters of the ability to choose their own presidential nominee at a time when polls suggest the majority of Americans are frustrated with Biden's performance. So this is, uh, you know, uprival, up, uprising, up whatever the hell that means. Uh, you know, dissent in the Democratic Party, because these are Democratic candidates who want to be on the ballot, who are not being allowed to be on the ballot because the Democratic Party says mm, that would not be good for democracy. No one can run against Joe Biden. There's really nothing to debate. Uh, so we're just going to cancel it. We're just going to well, cancel it.
1: There's something deeper going on. I don't. Oh, I wonder course. what that article yeah. says, because I have never voted Democrat. I don't even know if I've ever voted Republican. I think I only voted for like a couple candidates. Jill one Stein. Time only the- every time. No, I reg, actually regrettably. I've so this was my I the one time I voted, I voted for US Senate in Georgia. Alan uh, Buckley, Alan Buckley, because I were he ran his yeah. <laughs> yeah. campaign. If you so didn't vote for him, to. that would
0: be embarrassing. Yeah,
1: and I didn't even agree with everything, but there was a level uh, at which. He would have been great. Um, and,
0: but what's going and, on here?
1: That's deeper. What are you saying? Where are you, well, you taking us? How I also voted for Randall? Gary Johnson, which was Libertarian, and I did that because they don't. There, there was no way in hell they're going to win. But there's benefits for those candidates for the Libertarian Party getting a certain percentage of votes. Like they can stay on ballots and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. We're totally captured by a
0: two party system. We got to fix that. It's
1: ridiculous. But yeah, so I think so. I don't, this is what I don't know. This is what I was saying about not knowing about the democratic processes. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think that this is, and this article might actually admit this because I don't know how shady the establishment Democrats actually think it is. Like they may think that it's, like no wink, wink. This, this is, is very good. normal. <laughs> yeah, this is this is good. Like this is this how is we're going to win. This is the preferred process. And I also will say that this is probably what why RFK went independent because of this exact thing. He and this is the kind of thing he went independent for because he had people saying like, listen, they're not going to let you know you're not getting on the ticket. Like you're just not getting on. There's for reason X, Y, and Z. So by you know, for one example they were saying if you step foot into new hampshire or whatever it was if you step foot into this particular state then you're not going to be on the ballot in like ohio it was something weird i can't remember what the what primary whatever the states i'm getting not proper but i know another one they suggested i think was georgia Mm -hmm. i don't know if this one went through on their rules on the democratic committee's rules But they had floated as well that if you stepped foot into Georgia, not that you couldn't be on the ballot in Georgia. So if you come into Georgia as a Democrat to campaign, they wouldn't let you on the ballot in some other random state. And just but that's all their own rules. Like it doesn't make any sense. So this thing with Florida, it's all kind of part of the same not conspiracy because they interesting once they get to the convention they have all these extra rules and it's not the same as the republican rules they all they set their own rules and so once they're there there's i i think there's something like biden can step down but gets because of his position as the primary sure. guy yeah. he yeah. gets yeah. a bunch of extra delegates he can and then basically can pick the next president just single-handedly right there at the convention circumvent every all the other processes that would be there because this rule trumps other rules something weird like that i'm not putting it exactly how it goes but there's some shenanigans i think that they're going to try to pull off and maybe the if you have these states that because think about it like it's pot it's probable actually i would say that if you went and ran this primary in florida that the types of democrats down there like the types of democrats in Georgia are sometimes not the same kind of Democrats from, and here's from like other places like that are more classical. Oh, sure, course. The, <clears throat> the best example is actually Bernie Sanders who's from Vermont and who's a socialist and who seems like hyper left, hyper progressive. But the fact of the matter is with Bernie Sanders, he had a really hard time and actually wouldn't come out with the same level of anti-gun second amendment rhetoric because He was from a state that just had a lot of guns, even the Democrats. Same with like Georgia. Maybe I'm saying the same with Florida. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you have a different – and you're getting constant rhetoric from your neighbors in Florida, getting constant rhetoric from DeSantis down there. So you might have a shitload of Democrats in Florida, and if you let that primary play out, you might find that Joe Biden's at 1% down there, and every other Democrat down there wants some other Democrat. I bet they'd want JFK – or JFK – rfk who who knows at JFK, the time you bring know him back he's not even on, the, on the democratic <laughs> ticket anymore but you know what i'm saying like there's something they're trying to do that benefits yeah. the the establishment version
0: of the democrat and jumping yeah. over their own electorate no 100 i mean it's just to me evidence of how corrupt uh, the two-party you know, RNC, DNC system we have is that they have all these stupid rules and the parties really control the whole election. I mean, it's not, like Vivek, that's the perfect en- encapsulation of the whole thing. It's like, we're not talking about candidates and people running. We're really talking about moneyed and lobbied interests running for president at this point. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is just a perfect example because it's like, no, we're not, people getting on the ballot, that's not a thing. We just, the party can just decide we are not going to be running anyone for the presidency. Which it's like, what? The party is superordinate to the individuals like that. Th- that's what I'm talking about. We live in a fascist communist regime uh, called America. And anyway, yeah, that's I don't even know. Sorry, sorry. I don't it's even know what I think the
1: living. Here. I I wonder how different it is between each one because you know you have the whole in theory your congressmen and senators are your representatives and i know in at least in a lot of states i th- i don't know how uniform this is and where the rules come from do they come down from the convention or the committees of the two parties do they come down federally i have no idea but you know i've one version of this question i'm not necessarily asking the question but i'm just saying you've heard rhetoric about this on both sides but like should the popular should there even be a popular vote, I think there should be a popular vote. like you should see what the people on a popular level say, and then we can compare that um, to the other ones. but I'm not sure which way to settle that is because there's when the, when the Trump presidency started out, people said, "Well, Hillary won the popular vote." And mm-hmm, the argument mm-hmm. against that was, well, look college. at... Yeah. Right, but then their argument is, well, look at these particular places that just the population is just uh, unusual, like unusually large. And if they... And so you'll just... And, and they coalesce around ideologies, whatever. So I think there is something to the representative version of representation where you get X amount of delegates or whatever based and some of that is based on population, but it's a little more fair. I I just don't know. I mean, I think it's worth thinking about, but also I always come back to this whole thing where the presidents should not have as much power as they do. So it shouldn't matter as much as it does. And it should legally it like just in legal terms, not, not that this is the law. I'm just saying that, but you know, maybe you'll understand like legally, it should be, and theoretically is, more important. It like as in it literally should affect things. Generally speaking, more who your Congress and senators are, not who the president is, because they're the ones that are tra- tasked with. Oh yeah. Legislating, course. making <laughs> laws and stuff. So the well, the president is like just a guy. Like he's just a figurehead and he's com- supposed to be ple- completely boxed in by cr- well, that's Congress and Senate.
0: Now he is our dictator. I feel like that's the thing that's getting smuggled in. It's like it's not that Trump's a dictator. It's that we live in a dictatorial fascist regime where the president is a dictator. <laughs> like how has a presidency become so important and so powerful that they can make all these grand sweeping decisions? Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's a problem. That's That's a structural problem, not a... Who's in power problem? Also, these people, I just, it's so crazy. I cannot get over these people who just want to complain about Trump every day. They just want to talk about it. They will not move on from how bad Trump is. And it's just like, well, I, that's fine, I, we can take criticism. But, you know, I mean, he's literally not even the president. And our current president is... Causing so many problems. So can we talk about the actual problems?
1: It is crazy that he has he was elected president. So we have run up to the election in 2016. God, time passes fast. So anyway, we have that he gets elected, he gets unelected, and then after the next the four years, Biden's elected. Now we go four more years. Now we're about to have another election. So if you go back, back to where we started, 2016 election, and then back a year, that's almost 10 years, basically, that the media literally. has literally not stopped talking about Donald Trump for 10 years. Every single day, he's in every. We only talked about Lahaina for day. like
0: one day. Our, one of our freaking states had a huge fire and we talked about it for one day. Yeah. One day. A city burned Trump down gets, to the ground. Yeah,
1: it's unbelievable. But, but what's more important is a f- random dude that isn't president. And it's like, I wonder when Monica, Monica Perez deep dives with Monica podcast is going to bring back her hashtag from about 10 years ago. If I remember correctly, hashtag lose on purpose. I think that was her hashtag for the Democrats during the Trump thing. They were like, she was like, these guys are trying to, they're going to, they're losing on purpose, which is kind of what it looks like they m- might be doing now with all this. But Bi- like, that's one, that is an option with the Biden thing. Well, they might sure, actually so not be EDI. pulling off anything. Their yeah. whole stick might literally just be, no, actually we want Biden to be the candidate. In which case, we're in a hashtag lose on purpose situation where you're like, I don't even know if the guy's going to make it. Everybody's saying this: Is he going to make yeah. it to the debate? Like, what? Is, and he won't debate anybody. He won't debate his own people, his own, you know, in his own primaries Some and stuff. party. So yeah, exactly, you're just like, what are the what are these people doing? I'm literally, I it's so confusing because, and maybe people have said that this is that's not what they're doing. They don't want Biden. They want. To do all these, Obama. <laughs> they want to do all these things so that at the last minute they could pull the rug out, put the right the candidate in, whatever. This kind of thing's happened before. I don't know any examples of it, but I've known this has happened before. Um, it's kind of similar to what happened to Ron Paul. Usually with the with the Republicans, if you win Ohio, isn't that the big primary? I think if you win Ohio, you're gonna be the candidate. It's a mm. huge indicator. If it when you win that. It's huge news. And when Ron Paul ran, he won Iowa, and nobody knows that. Nobody even knows. No one even at the time knew it. And I remember actually seeing a news broadcast from that era where he wins, and I think they don't say it, but they put a graphic up on the screen, and they either... And I think they might have put his name on there without mentioning it, and put a different candidate's picture next to it. Like it was a total sabotage. Oh my god! <clears throat> so yeah, who knows? It's all bullshit. It's such bullshit, and it's ha- most like half the blame is on these parties, these institutionalized parties.
0: Yeah, and yeah. like you said, it's all just well, most of it. Yeah, I mean, who I owns those parties? You know? Yeah, because if people had to duke it out, I mean, it would be much more. I think fair because everybody wants a shot and in order for everybody to have a shot, it has to be fair rules. But, and you have two people, it's a duopoly. And so they're like, yes. Actually, so the federal election yeah.
1: laws are probably, they're probably conducive to this, these party, the two party parties yeah, because course. you can't get on the ballots in other way for other, another, you know, it's just, it's yes. ridiculous. I mean, to yeah. get like the libertarian guy that I, I mean, that was not an easy task to get to even get on the ballot. And then we had to fight tooth and nail for every little thing, like to get debates, to get the news to talk to us. We had to send them constant press releases. We're like, this is a big deal. We'd make like these videos and stuff that were just crazy that weren't great, but they were newsworthy and that just would not cover it. I mean, they wouldn't even help us get the debate. They actually did. Finally, it was crazy. I was like, wow, this guy's going to be on TV, like our guy. And we did it. And he, demolished and we actually were kind of friendly with the democrat cuz we were the republic or the uh libertarians there was a republican candidate the Johnny Isaacson and then there was a democrat bark baker whatever his name was i can't even remember and he wanted to debate too so we were mm-hmm. all the democrat so this is more local stuff so the shenanigans look a little different so the democrats And the libertarians, even though there's hardly a legit organization here for libertarians, but the Democrats do have a party. Um, We were both kind of like, yeah, can we get this fucking guy on the debate stage? Because we both think we could destroy this guy. And they. I thought they both did great, like the libertarian and the Democrat, the Democrat actually that ran. I didn't even know about how until they put him on TV. I mean, I knew about it. I knew, you know, I knew plenty about him. But mm-hmm. when I saw him on TV, I thought, shit, I'd take the Democrat or the Libertarian over this old establishment Republican that they just keep walking out here that's got Parkinson's and fallen apart and just does whatever the deep state tells them to do. Because right. the Literally. Democrat here in Georgia was actually a businessman. Like he was a, you know, millionaire. So he still had some of that capitalism, some of those, you know, it wasn't just this socialist despot. He just, I don't know what he was, a guy with aspirations, but without almost having to like burn the news building down, you know, you couldn't even, you would have just, nothing would have happened. Just that he just, the, the Republican, whoever's in charge in that state just walks right in every time, walks right in. And that happens. You hear people complain about that all in all sorts of different states that they just, you can't do anything about it. They just, no one even votes sometimes. Literally, some of those races for these like Congress and Senate, it's like the vote numbers are
0: so low. Yeah.
1: Or they don't even or there's no there's literally will be no candidate. There's only one candidate. So you can vote. But if there's only one candidate on the ballot. So it doesn't even matter as long as they get one vote. As long as they vote oh, for themselves. Oh, because the party
0: rules are like, oh, well, you didn't reach these thresholds, even. Or whatever, yeah, or whatever it,
1: like it like is, or like, or, yeah, the, or the or the other team won't spend the money to run, so you know, just anything because it was expensive as shit to do it, and I'm sure, you know, I mean, that's just how it is. It's crazy, and I think there's, I think there's, I had this thought recently. It wasn't about this, but it's just, it was a similar thought. I actually wrote down that I couldn't remember the thought, but that I should try to think of it for this podcast, but it I was really sleepy. So I was in having like a, in a weird state and I had this kind of moment where I'm like, you know, we really could do some of those things that I always disagree with. It, it seems like that would be good. It was something, I don't know what it was. It was maybe something with small business. I don't know. And this is one of those things where it's like,
0: No. nothing really looks good. <laughs> you know,
1: you know, you don't, you don't want it, to, it could seem against your principles or whatever, but if you, if there wasn't, it's almost like if there wasn't so much on the line, it would be easier to think about because you wouldn't be risking dismantling the whole system. You know what I mean? Because you want to just be like, yes, "Well,
0: we have a. What if we just got government. money
1: out of politics, yeah. or or that doctrine that um, Reagan got rid of, which was a fair, like a fair coverage doctrine? So the news was required, I guess by law." I don't know if this is real law or administrative law, but whatever. There where they had to give equal airtime to both parties, basically. And that went away. So there's like these little things like that where, in a way, it's like, well, that's just more state control or state intervention on these private news organizations. But it it is also it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But also. Things are just in a state where it's totally unnatural anyways. These news, the the couple news organizations that run every single thing, you know, like, so let's just, we actually maybe can put some borders around some of this stuff or maybe do some sunset law, you know, where there's, these are time limited. We've got to, we're going to do this because it's so fucked and we'll figure it out. We'll, at what we'll put this in place. It'll expire. But we're in the meantime, let's figure out how to just be chill
0: Yeah, well, the media thing, I mean, traditional media is, like, fracturing, obviously, and I don't know what the consequences of that will be because you end up, like, I feel like you kind of do want, like, a news. Like, if you're living in a community, it's good to have a news that, you know, is available, that's made by the community, that's got stuff that's sort of non-biased and talks about what's going on in the community but now we don't really have that because the news media is totally lobbied moneyed interest and so yeah you have all these podcasters now becoming the media which is kind of crazy and I was seeing there's like this trend I saw this woman who's starting this business and she says I'm fighting misinformation disinformation racism all this stuff in ad tech I don't know if you've seen this have you heard about this this, like, Mm-mm. money, getting money away from disinformation sites. So this is, like, you don't have to understand this at a technical level, but at a high level, the way – and this is what's going on with X, too, and Twitter. So, like, the money – advertise – so if you run, like, a site like Twitter or you have a site even, like, say you run a website, you can monetize your site or your platform like Twitter for ads by selling those ads, but you – often don't sell the ads to the advertiser directly you sell them to a middle party like a company that sells ad ad agency type of thing exactly so they connect advertisers to the placements like on twitter or on the site or wherever they are and they you know figure out how much those things should cost and they charge advertisers and run metrics for them and so anyway so Oftentimes, advertisers don't know exactly where their ads are going to show up when they purchase ad spots on the internet. So you don't know which ex- specific sites it's going to show up on Google, or which uh, like specific results are going to show up next to your ad, where like what tweets might be around your ad. And so this is what I've seen as like a liberal or left, you know, democratic, cons- you know, criticism is that well, my ad dollars may actually be going to fund you know hate or red you know things i don't like essentially so like literally this woman on here she's like an entrepreneur she's like you know disinformation sites like rumble and i'm like what rumble is literally just a free speech like they just let anyone post anything on there and yeah you do have some hate on there but it's free you know it's just like a free posting platform so i don't know what we're talking about.
1: Well, it, this is such a stupid, I get that. I've heard that argument before, but to me, it's so stupid. It doesn't need to be regulated by all of those different, whether it's private company, you know, acting almost like a regulator by picking and choosing and whatever, like she is. And it yeah, also doesn't yeah. need to be regulated by anything else because the thing that has regulated it up to this point, and this is really important, actually, because it's juxtaposed against what we already have discussed and we already know that the damage of, so we all know only two countries allow pharmaceutical ads on television. We got to stop that because of all these stupid reasons. The only reason that matters as far as advertising pharmaceuticals is not that it's advertised and that pills are bad or whatever. It's that by being the primary funder, so and right. on Fox or Media whatever, or any of these places, they're fully funded, the, and so exactly. like seventy percent of half of their stuff, of more, or more, seventy percent of seventy percent of their shows, are being funded through pharmaceutical companies. Therefore, the pharmaceutical company can call the news that's your people employer and now. say <laughs> yes they're going listen i mean if you want us to keep spending 80 million dollars a week advertising don't say shit about our company that's bad that's yeah. the big problem now here's to talk the fix about to the that.
0: unintended heart benefits of wagovi the weight loss right. drug yeah
1: exactly and that's why you get those those are ad spots when they have a news segment about a new pill and it sounds so interesting and glowing and they're telling you that all these celebrities are taking it that's paid advertising. Whether you want to believe it or not, they're not talking about it because it's important and interesting. They're talking about it because they've been paid to talk about
0: it. But it's and not and that's how direct. it works. And it's like, well, of course, you have to look at the whole ecosystem, how this stuff operates. Yeah.
1: So here's the solution. Here's yeah. on the other side of things. No, yes. Now point. we do. Now we do have Rumble and Rockfin and whatever else people, whatever. I don't know whatever else is out there. Pick here. your poison. But let's just think about someone else who could have been the solution to this and was and then decided they didn't want to be a legit business anymore, apparently. Um, Or if they did, they did not do a good job explaining what kind of place they'd like to be, and that's YouTube. So Mm. when YouTube, so I'm saying the fix to this ad situation and all this wanting to censor ads off of certain hate speech blah 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 because right. hate we speech don't fund is
0: certain content creators essentially exactly and
1: hate speech is whatever it doesn't matter which it's, i do respect subjective. the right. you should
0: have the right to choose which where your absolutely
1: ads yeah sure so here's youtube when you go on youtube and you watch uh cat videos for nine hours or (laughs) let's compare you want to watch maybe you want to watch about nine hours of cat videos and then you want to watch you know i know he's not on there anymore but you want to watch you know nine hours right afterwards of alex jones now Mm -hmm. when you go and watch a cat video and you see an ad it it's a jolt it interrupts your experience
0: and you don't out a
1: gun exactly <laughs> and you don't think to yourself how could this person be funding this cat video you know you just don't have you don't you're as the cons, as the consumer you're not thinking you're not expecting <laughs> yeah you're not conceiving of the, ad the premise just, is totally false yeah it, yeah cuz it it's cuts it it's cuts your consumers. video yeah. at an it, yeah cut your video at an awkward moment right before they're about to say something you're like oh my god and you just sit there and you wait for that skip ad button to pop up and as soon as it s- pops up you skip it and you don't think to yourself that Arminhammer hammer supports alex jones and that's why they they want alex jo- more alex we jones all, all know the time no how ads has work. nothing to do with that yes We all know ads suck. Ads are annoying. They have nothing to do with anything. They're so random. You're like, what is this? I don't want a nicotine toothpick. Stop showing me this fucking nicotine toothpick. And it turns out that if you pay enough money, they'll just put your ad on whatever they can. So you could go watch right-wing conspiracy theory videos on YouTube back in the day. And then the local to your area, Democratic runner for Congress or whatever, will their ad, I mean, it was a joke in Georgia that Raphael Warnock was on every, people, literally there were news stories that kids who couldn't vote hated Raphael Warnock because every single freaking ad that popped up on their YouTube experience was Raphael Warnock. Oh, okay. And people were like, get this fucking guy off my algorithm. Like I'm so t- – just show me a different ad for God's sakes. I'm so tired of seeing this guy. And it didn't ma- – like I've I've literally – even on Spotify, I've listened to someone who's like in the middle of talking about big pharma and how it's terrible. And literally it will be interrupted on Spotify <laughs> to play a piped-in ad that has nothing to do with the person talking that's for a big pharma product. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like My nobody yeah. gives a shit. It's nobody so well, cares. This is a so good point culturally, point it fixes. It. That's a fix. You know. Now, if you are a woke company, like it, okay, I don't know why you would do this, but maybe, maybe you would. Maybe you think I'm a really lefty organization. Maybe I am the Democratic National c- c- uh, com- Committee, and I want to advertise, but I just don't want my advertisement showing up on the youtube page of i don't want because maybe it somehow is directly of the funding it or i something. don't know of the republican committee or mm. something like maybe they don't want that i think they would want that maybe they wouldn't i think it'd be better to say hey can you not show our ads to people who who are all who are already democrats because that's wasted ad money i don't want to just keep piping it in just so there's different ways and as an as youtube you would think it how it could be it's cannot be that difficult to just have tags on videos of even internally that say okay this is kind of like a right-wing politics this is like left-wing no, politics This is middle of the road should
0: be easy and it is very it's targeted. just easy you, you just it should just
1: targeted. be job yeah dr- you go I want to pay ten thousand dollars and then YouTube just has some drop downs that says which is kind of it how it on? works,
0: by the way. Yeah. Right.
1: So yeah. I in my mind, that's a so that's a fix. And there's no and there's plenty of companies out there that don't that literally don't care. Like anyone that advertises yeah. on well, Tim Dylan show clearly doesn't care what you say. The guy will literally tell you that the owner of the company that he's advertising for kills innocent children. He's literally done that. And it's hilarious. And the company just doesn't care. They don't care.
0: It's funny. (laughs) This point about YouTube, though, and the ad dollars, I mean, yeah, that's the bigger problem to me is that content is now funded by uh, advertisers and advertiser dollars. And then that makes the advertisers your employer, basically. And that problem, I don't see going away with podcasting. If anything, it almost seems worse than traditional media because you're not paying for cable you're paying maybe for spotify but most podcasts you can get for free on uh, open networks and whatnot and you can even get them for free on spotify you have a free plan and And you can get
1: rid of the ads if you want by just giving those people usually anywhere between one and five dollars a month you can get rid of all your ads or youtube red
0: or whatever that thing's called you just give them money and say never show me ads again thank you Right. Or that. But most podcasters, I think, make most of their money from ads. They don't make it from subscriptions. They make them from ad reads, which bothers me, by the way. I don't like it. Right. They read ads. Yeah. Yeah. I'd
1: rather it be indiscriminate, like just pop up in the middle. Like I want YouTube to inject them. I don't want them at all. But if they're going to be there, I hate when podcasters do an ad read because now that actually feels like
0: Oh well, you're directly uh, you're shilling. You're selling out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Like
1: so, so, like I would totally expect that, uh, me undies or whatever could literally call you up and say, "Hey, you know how you're doing that ad read? Don't set. Don't ever say sheath underwear. You know, don't ever say this other br-, because you're literally reading. Can you it sound out of a your... little more enthusiastic? Right. Exactly. Whereas if it just if you just interrupts your video, then. That's great, and because that's the thing with Spotify that I, it pisses me off all the time is that Spotify is like Pandora or like iHeart, whatever. There's ads. If you want no ads, you just give Spotify money for a premium account. I give Spotify money for a premium account, and still they pipe in ads on on particular content like Joe Rogan or Pat Bet, Patrick Bet David. And not only that, then some of these podcasters will also do ad reads. So you're paying for premium for nothing for just slightly less ads. Right. And it's so freaking annoying. So they so some of these
0: and
1: that's to be honest, it's really cringe. It's cringe, yeah.
0: Well, the other thing I was gonna say about YouTube that I thought you were gonna make this point too, which is they used to pay, and I think they still do, and to a lesser degree now, they pay the content creators. So if you did really well on the platform and you got a lot of views, they would just pay you directly. And they were like, we're running ads on everyone's videos, but we recognize that the value is really in the content and people who create popular content, well, we will pay them directly. And that to me sounded like you could have almost made that a model where it was like, this is actually better for everyone because the advertisers are not becoming the employers of the content. So the content can remain sort of untethered from the advertisers while still getting the money from the advertisers because we just distribute it as the platform so it's like you're not tied to specific advertising interests and if anyone wants to advertise on the platform well you have to advertise on all the content so i think it's a power struggle but i think it's like
1: a power struggle between content creators and ad advertise i don't know who in the advertising industry (laughs) has the power is it ad agencies i don't know but like ultimately it's either ad agencies or it's It's multinational corporations who sell like a little bit of everything like Procter & Gamble or whatever. Somebody though thinks I have power and I want more or I want to keep it or someone else is encroaching on my power and it's these content people because think about it if you're an advertiser the the agency that's been it's old vested in you know classic media you've been and uh, over the years all you've seen is that you're Shit's going down and down and down. You can't. And by the way, ad, ads in like a magazine, which that's probably why they were talking about Trump ads. so
0: much. This is was keeping their ratings. It's up.
1: keep exactly. And people don't understand. People think that that's cynical, but it's like it's literally like the opposite of cynical. It's it's the most the most thing. logical,
0: practical thing.
1: <laughs> literally, like, and especially when it's so fragmented like this, and there's an, a little industry for every single step of the way. The, all literally, all those people care about is on a business level is the views yeah like that's what they yeah. want so that because it gives them money an ad in a magazine ten 20 years ago would have a double page ad probably depending on the magazine could have cost you fifty thousand dollars. I bet you could get one for like nine hundred bucks now because nobody looks at magazines they're useless and so as an ad as the those people invested in those particular industries literally have been watching their money go down. And then you see someone like an, just a guy, like Joe Rogan or something, and he is getting shitloads of views. And all of a sudden, he becomes a hot commodity for products to advertise. And you're, you know, alpha brain, I don't know, whatever, name something he's not involved in. And he, they're going to call. It's even, like maybe Joe doesn't have an ad model. Someone's going to call Joe and say, listen. We sell these underwear with a pocket for your balls and we'll pay you $50,000 every time you spend 30 seconds just telling people about it because a billion people watch your podcast. So if you could do that, would you be interested? And he probably said, yeah. And then the old ad agencies or whoever it is, whatever part of the industry that is, looks at this one guy going,
0: what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah, we
1: used to do that all day, every day. Like, what's going on here? And they just keep losing and something. And now you see that if you strip away all that capitalism from them, there's this weird goblin underneath that's political for some reason. And they're they're like, well, we want to do it, too. But like when Alex Jones might say a mean and you're like. Why are you saying that? Don't you want money? Like, what's your problem? Don't you want money?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just stupid. I don't, yeah, like this whole ad tech thing. I just think they should make it so that you can select whether or not you want to be on certain places. I don't think they should just say, well, you can't, you know, we shouldn't have ad placements on things like Rumble or whatever, which sounds like what they're advocating for. And maybe it's not, but... Yeah, the whole thing is stupid. And the whole problem, you're kind of missing the forest it's, for the yeah. trees because you're it seems missing contrived. the whole ad model thing, which is so messed up and yeah, becomes the disinformation problem. It's like that's what causes the disinformation problem is that you have bias and moneyed interest creating the content. And so, by the way, anyone in the ad
1: space Call into the show. Probably <laughs> just stop just stop talking
0: publicly. <laughs> like everyone hates you. Everybody <laughs> hates ads. Yeah, so, who loves ads? Does anyone like it? The only ads I like are the ones on TV. You know, I used to not mind it because it would give you a break, you know, from you the get content. up and
1: get a snack.
0: Yeah. But it wasn't like you were watching them. It was almost just like they could just break the content up, you know, like give me a break, just play some music, have an interlude, <laughs> It'd be fine. Yeah.
1: Well, then, well, when TiVo came along, that was the first thing that was like, oh my God, you can pause TV and then you can rewind and fast forward through it. So, if you really wanted to not watch video or ads, which this was hugely disruptive and probably one of the beginning steps of all of this craziness. If you wanted to skip ads, you either set your TiVo to record it and watch it the next day or you cook dinner while your show was playing. You paused it, waited for it to basically get through, and then you could fast forward through all the ads. And it, some of them even got so good, I, if I remember correctly, you could it knew what the ad was when, and you could just be like, boop. And it pretty much skip it for you, and oh my that god. was, and now now we're here. That was like ten. Oh my god, that was probably like twenty years ago. But it was so whatever. It was a long time ago, and now we're here. And I think it's all just a lot of that's just been an evolution from the TiVo to yeah. I mean TiVo. No one. If you said TiVo to a Gen Z person, they'd be like, "What's TiVo? Like, what even I don't is that?" Really it was like, well, know. yeah. Well, at one point, it was this thing that like everyone
0: had. It was like well, a cable box. You yeah. hooked it to your freaking cable box. The thing that bothers me is just the repetition. I wouldn't even mind it if you were getting different ads, but the problem is, you have yeah. the same ads over and over. It makes you go crazy. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm not switching to Tide detergent. <laughs> Stop
1: showing me Tide detergent every single time. <laughs> I saw it once. I get it. It cleans shit out of your stuff. Got it. Next ad, yeah. please. Speaking Sometimes of ads, I like
0: a good targeted ad. Exactly. You know? I saw like, an ad Damn. on LinkedIn that was so good, I saved it because I work at marketing. Oh, I've done. I have lots of saved ads. I was like, the, I I was like "Can ads. you believe this?" I was like showing it to other people that I work with. I was like, "We need to be doing this because this was a great ad. Like this was so targeted and like it was literally a, so it was these web people." doing web optimization for your website. And they, it was targeted to people at my company and it went through our website and said, here's what we could do and like change all these things. And it was a video ad. And I was like, oh my God, like these people are literally talking about how they could change our business and using our website. I was like, oh my God, this is what we need to be doing. Anyway, but I also had this funny experience with ad. I don't know if you've seen these ads. Have you heard about Lumi? This sounds very familiar. What is this? Oh, my God. I could not believe this because we were just watching. I think we were watching like a movie. And uh, this ad for Lumi comes on. And it's like, Lumi, get a little, just get a little, uh, it's a cream. And you put a little (laughs) pea-sized dot on your finger. And they're like, and then you just rub it right in your butthole like this. (laughs) Why would
1: you do that? What? Why?
0: And they were like, it's deodorant for your butt.
1: <laughs> you oh can go god.
0: twelve hours, twenty-four hours without smelling the stink and blah blah blah. And I was just like, Oh my god, what has the world come to? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? It was so okay. funny. Okay.
1: That is really strange. I the wildest one I ever saw, it will stick with me forever. Me and Kim were watching something on it was on the TV, but it's like smart TV. So it might have been like a YouTube. I don't remember exactly what it was. And as we were watching it, it might've been on actual TV. Like we might've been streaming the TV. It might've been a presidential debate. It was during that time, around that time. I don't know. It was interesting. And one of the ads came up and we watched and we went, what was that for? We, we were both like, what was that? And they didn't say, really what you could do with the thing. One I, of those. Anyway, so, anyways, so ads, I went on. To,
0: they leave you hanging and make you want to it. It was a weird more. one. It's a And tactic. maybe
1: someone would, would have known or maybe I didn't catch it. But so I looked it up. I just started Googling it. I'm like, what was that? It was literally an ad. For. And when I say I must say drone, but I don't mean drone like. I mean, like military stealth missile launching <laughs> drone. I was like who are there people watching YouTube that can that first of all can afford one of these is it Second of all, legal to purchase like one of those? It, like is one of the people watching this the government like I don't get it who's buying these like what what benefit do you get from advertising your warplane that should not be flown over in the skies of America theoretically yeah like that's pretty wild. So That's I mean, crazy. Who knows what it's all about? And you know what I think that was. Now that I'm thinking about it, that was a company that said, "Hey, listen, we need we need you to like not help people that are anti-war or something, anti-military industrial complex." And they said, "Well, I mean, sorry, they pay." And they probably said, "Well, we'll pay." And they go, "What? Well, what do you mean?" It's like I don't know. We'll put an ad. Like, how much do you want to like shut the fuck up about it? And they probably said, I don't know, like a million. And they said, fine, do it. Million. Put an ad run ads, a million dollars. I don't care. Just stop. Shut the fuck up about or either either that or like stop prioritizing people who are doing I mean, I don't know, but that's that's why you advertise at this Wait, point Wait, who said that's, that
0: to who? Who's who in this? I'm situation?
1: saying that like I'm saying obviously nobody was meant you were not supposed to watch that ad and then go buy a fucking Mis- like a drone that's illegal to own. You know, like you can't own it. So that so wasn't you the can point.
0: can bomb the White House. <laughs> right.
1: Like there was clearly that you, what, is, what did that thing cost? $40 billion? Like you're not buying that. There's no one watching YouTube is going, holy shit, I'm getting one of those. Tech like I didn't know I could They're have
0: like, that. We are going to be taking out.
1: Maybe. <laughs> but they don't, they don't need YouTube ads. They don't sure. pay, they don't yeah. watch YouTube ads. You know what I mean? Like they don't need that to get, to find out that there's a cool drone that can launch missiles they already know that because their friend sells them so clearly the only obvi- the only thing that could have been going on there is they were buying influence they were buying Who was the, buying influence the the whoever's this drone company this oh, military industrial complex com- company the they said writer. oh okay so okay. they go to YouTube or wherever they're like listen, we're gonna give you some nebulous ad that doesn't go anywhere, and you can't buy the thing, anyways. But, but we don't when we give to it to you, we're gonna you're gonna run it, and we're gonna pay you a million dollars so that you'll get, yeah. shut up and and do what we say. That's what, just like the pharmaceutical, because pharmaceutical ads. The reason ads. they don't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> you, guess what? You can't write your own prescription. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even as a doctor, you can't write your own prescription. So.
0: The ads are just, per- so they are just there to buy influence. Of course they are. They're just there to buy influence.
1: They don't buy... They, the doctor's going to tell you don't... I think I... Excuse, doc, I think I need Humera. Why? Oh I saw an ad. I just wanted it. looked really good. My favorite part were all the side effects that are possible. I need It's all the it.
0: dancing and the singing give that they it
1: to were me. doing. If you go suggest a pill to most doctors, they will definitely not give you that pill specifically. Yeah, it's because a they're like they think they're like that's not your something. yeah they're like yeah. that's not your job that's my job I'll tell you what pills to take, yeah, which I don't agree way, with but that is how it works so the
0: ads yeah. don't make sense they're just for influence buying. I've been watching that show about the Sackler family. I don't even know. painkiller is what it's called. There's so a couple depressing. Of them now. But yeah, I mean they're taking that family down. They're like kill them, dox them now. Um, they're just I a mean, scapegoat. Of course, they did some terrible stuff, and you can get them on that with the red hand or the whatever, smoking gun. The red, what is it? Red, red handed? Why is it red? Red handed, red smoking. Yeah, whatever. Um, But anyway, yeah, you can get them. And obviously, they're part of a bigger problem, though, because how was all of that allowed to happen in the FDA and... No one stepped in and all this stuff and yet and doctors and the medical establishment, I mean, the whole thing was just corrupt on so many levels. Of course, it wasn't just one family. Obviously, you can hold those oh, people yeah. accountable and we should, but it, it doesn't stop there. So anyway.
1: Yeah. RFK I explained it. it recently to somebody. I think he was like with Patrick McDavid or somewhere, he did like a big public thing or whatever, like a on stage, sitting in chairs, talking kind of thing. Mm. And he explained so there were some government regulation agency, it was like CDC or something, but, and then the FDA was doing something and the guy, some executive, you know, tells the the CDC dude or who, I may be getting the institutions wrong, but this is the basic premise. Hey, there's some research going on. Don't have that be happening. And they said, he go. the guy goes, I'm, I'm not, an, that's the FDA. I'm head of CDC. Like I can't, I don't run, I don't. Run those people. That doesn't make any sense. Like you have to talk to them, and they he gets an email back that says these are all documented email chains. You have to, is what the executive tells this regulator, right? right, And he goes, "Of course, yeah." Um, okay. His email back is, "Okay, I'll do it, but you are gonna give me a gold medal, which is code word for you are gonna give me a bunch of gold." A euphemism. And uh, yeah, sure. sure. So, and that was the regulating agent. And the craziest thing is he actually was able to make it happen. You know, so all these—it's just a big bureaucracy of elites that
0: you don't, like George Carlin said—is a big club and you ain't in it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, of course, yeah. But the so sad that's how thing, that happens. Yeah, I mean, there are some crazy things that they talk about in that show, though, that are like kind of landmark, huge, sweeping changes, like the adding of pain to the vital signs. That is crazy. Went like that used to not be considered a vital sign. It's things like blood pressure, these objective measurements of your health. And then they added pain, and that became the basis for all sorts of new medical interventions that were obviously very profitable for these companies. Well, I have a, I don't know how I feel about it exactly. See, my big beef with all of that, just
1: on a personal note, is that doctors ultimately, this is true despite anything you think. And I have doctors in my family and I would say this to them with no guilt. They are simply drug dealers. They are dumb. They are mostly, they know some stuff. How
0: the whole pyramid scheme worked (laughs) is because the doctors don't know anything and they're getting kickbacks (laughs) directly from the companies.
1: Yeah, because allopathic medic medicine was funded at the dawn of our university systems by the Rockefellers when most medications were petroleum-based and it he had a vested interest in getting rid of like homeopathies and things of that nature. And by the way, people that are like, Well, yeah, because that shit doesn't work, all that shit that does work that you're so into, that stuff comes from nature. Like there are pharmaceutical Company, major pharmaceutical company employees in the Amazon, as we speak, looking for plants and compounds that they can do stuff with. Opiates, right, right. all opiates, almost all of them, that are the, the the effective and safe ones are derived from flowers, literal flowers. Called like, the not poppy flower. Synthetic
0: compounds that we're just cooking up from wherever, yeah, God knows where. Pot,
1: there's, a, there's a there's a chemotherapy drug that helps with nausea called Marinol. Guess where that comes from? Another compound in nature uh, that causes you to not have nausea, marijuana. That's why it's called <laughs> yeah. Marinol. So that's how they come up with these because they can't market something from nature under a patent. So they don't, so they look for things in nature to make in a, that do something. And then they try to make it a synthetic version or they try to alter that compound enough yeah. to patent it. Yeah. And then what they'll do later, every seven years, that patent will expire. And what they'll, so that you go for, I don't know what the exact chain of custody or of development here, but you get opium, you switch, change that to hydro. You can turn that into codeine, and then your codeine patent expires, and then you make hydrocodeine. You put a hydrogen molecule on the codeine molecule that you synthesize, and then that patent expires. Then you create oxycodeine and then you put a patent on that, and then that expires. And then you make uh, right. that's the tramadol. Game. Yeah, I mean the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and now we're at fentanyl. You know, be- and that's probably that's probably out of patent patent too. But there's going to be another one. You know, they just keep. That's how this works. So. It's yeah. kind of like the air conditioner, like I've said before. We've already did it. We did the thing. The air conditioner yeah. is cold, and it doesn't need to get any colder. No, There's not a huge difference yeah. between oxycodone and hydrocodone. Or hydrocodone. They're, yeah. they're, they are different. One's a little more powerful. One has different, a little more side effects. One makes some people feel a little worse. And maybe you do make both because some people just aren't as tolerant of one versus the other. But they kill pain. And sure, make a fentanyl for for surgery. I mean, whatever. But this kind of like infinite. It's we're just talking about these cool pills, like opiates, which are great. And there's also (laughs) other ones though, like antidepressants. They They work. They've done anti. Antidepressants is one of the worst ones because the side effects are so crazy, and the effectiveness is so low or so contentious that. Well,
0: it's effective as any other intervention, and I mean they have studied that you can exercise, you can ha- go to therapy. Nothing is right. different. I mean, it's all the same. It's like but take the, a and candy so the yeah, so the effectiveness is exercise. the same. <laughs> but as sometimes what they find is,
1: they'll the side effects are worse. So Lexapro, and, oh and, yeah, well, and Zoloft are
0: especially long term. The,
1: yeah, they went under the same process basically zoloft they were like flipping upside down molecules i mean i think lexapro is literally like some weird combination of words from like prozac and zoloft i mean it's like i don't know how they made that but it's that's what they did basically is they just kind of messed around with the molecule and said now let's patent this one call it something else and it's a little more intense it does you know what i mean so it's was that did they do that because they're going to help people no Maybe Zoloft is better, but they make the new one and they patent it and they market the shit out of it because they can charge whatever they want because they have protections under the patent laws. That's just how it works. It's just how it works. Yeah. Well, the other thing. I hate that system because also if I want pills, why do I have to? You know what I mean? Like, I think pain is real. So, you know what I mean? Of course. I mean, I got that nail taken out of my hand and they said, take Tylenol. Tylenol made it worse, you know, like it didn't help.
0: No, I mean, I think it's real. I think, yeah, it's obviously problematic to use that as an objective measure to how to treat people, because if it's self-reported, yeah, that's a problem. But um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention, though, was the so the striking part of that like painkiller series is that they have these stories at the beginning, like a real person shares their story. And it's like these families, it's most, pretty much everyone was a parent or a two, like the family of
1: someone who had, yeah, right. who had, they'd yeah, who
0: they lost. And it was all children that they had lost to addiction. And most of them, if not all of them, were sons. And that was the thing that I just, it was kind of shocking to me because I was like, you know, you never hear about this because we talk about men's problems, but people never talk about, and I was like, I wonder if this is actually true. That most men, like most people who are lost to addiction, are probably men, um, and I think that's true. Like most people who die of overdoses, um, and well, I feel a lot like of you... times
1: it's because they're depend, especially in opiate case of opiates, it's where do they start? So I think a lot more. Hmm. I bet you that it's the opposite for something like Xanax. So like men get hurt on the job or playing sports or doing whatever, working out, they get on the pills, they get addicted. And that's what all she wrote or, but with women, I bet the pain there that's trying to be covered up more often is emotional pain or anxiety for what you have to keep up with and yada, yada, yada. And that, cause I feel like I've known a lot more women on pills that are not on opiates, but on barbiturates and, uh, whatever.
0: I can't remember what Oh, it probably is differs by the type of drug.
1: Yeah, because if you get injured, if you're on heroin, it's there's a pretty good chance you got hurt in high school <laughs> and someone put you on a pain pill.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so I was looking it up just now, actually, and it is what I thought. So at least for opioids, uh, it's almost like two to three times higher rate of overdose deaths for men than for women. So we're looking at 29 per 100,000 for men on synthetic opioids like fentanyl uh, versus 11 for women. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, and it's just, that's a huge, that's a real crisis. I mean, the crisis is, obviously, that people are dying on all these overdoses, but it's a problem that's particularly taking out men. Like, the men are being killed by overdoses and are likely to become drug addicts and, you know, die, and that's a terrible, terrible thing, and I feel like, yeah, it just doesn't get enough attention. I mean, it's just something, I feel like, that's not even talked about as part of the narrative there. But anyway, that was just another yeah. side note.
1: No, it makes sense. But uh, let's see, I was going to play something since we're on this pharmaceutical thing. Let me see. I've never done a screen share when I have multiple monitors running, but we're going to try it.
0: I, <laughs> we're actually sitting in the middle of a newsroom where there's just TVs everywhere. I don't know what newsrooms are, but I don't know why they need 8 million TVs in the newsroom. <laughs> Uh, Have you seen that shit? It's like every analyst is looking at like five TVs. All the news anchors have TVs behind them. You've got all the cameras and then you've got TVs like on the ceiling, like playing the news live. (laughs) It's just like, what is happening? Okay, this is. You know what it starts to feel like? It starts to feel like, you know, a camera room, except the cameras are like on the world. That's what it feels like to me. It's like if you were like at a building security center except the building is not a building, it's the world. That's what the newsroom feels like.
1: Yeah, well they're just trying to make it feel like there's a lot going on cuz really all they actually need is an empty warehouse, a backdrop and a camera. But that doesn't <laughs> yes. look very that doesn't look that doesn't look official enough. Like we need you to see all of our It's like that uh new reality TV show Squid Games and they uh have you seen that? I, I know about I haven't seen it yet. So they just took the Squid Game thing and made it a reality show, like a game show. And anyway, there's these, you know, the guys in the pink jumpsuits or whatever that, you know, they're all in. They have this like shot with a show of these guys in the room watching all the monitors and literally, the it looks like the TV show, like it looks like Pac-Man. You know, they're just well, sitting there, yeah. and they're all just like pushing buttons, and you can see that the buttons they're pushing are doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> because exactly. there'll be like a screen display, and they're hitting the buttons, and nothing's changing. And he's like doing a joystick. You're like, okay, this that's exactly what it is. It's just it's just a show. They're just showing. They're like, look, it's look at good. this. Yeah, it looks scary, right? It looks official. It looks something. Okay, this is a really long clip. Oh God, but. I think it's probably worth it, and there's probably punchlines in it that are more important than others, Uh, but it's, I don't know where this came from. I've heard it on the No Agenda Show, episode 1613, Fossil Fools, which is a hilarious title because somebody made a flub when they were talking, one of these guys. Oh, no, no, it's a guy with an accent talking about uh, climate change. He says, the Fossil Fools, so now Fossil Fools is a thing. Okay, good, but this is about uh, big pharma or something. I can't remember, but we're we'll f- we're about to find out what my clip is. How exciting! Merely dismissed by mainstream to say,
2: nah, you know these guys, nut job, master of science, whatever. Steve Kirsch, oh, anti-vax. Maybe it's just been thrown into this this Tumblr so that you
1: know it can be dismissed as a bunch of nut jobs. Sigh up! Thank you. It's all. Okay, so that was his little intro. What his, I guess his take on what this clip might – why is it out here, basically? So here we go.
3: All the records in a particular database in the New Zealand Ministry of Health. So this is one-third of all the vaccination uh, uh, records for, the New Zealand, for New Zealand. And so with this data, which includes the death data and the date of birth, we can calculate everything we want to – calculate in order to show whether the vaccines are safe and effective. There's only one way to do this calculation, and there's only one result of the calculation. And there's only one way to interpret the results of the calculation, and it shows massive numbers of people killed. Effectively, 13 million people were killed by their governments worldwide, and this data proves it. (laughs) Now, there are people who are skilled at gaslighting people and trying to convince them that this data shows something other than what it does.
2: So there he's saying, looks like there could be some PSYOP going on. That's how... You know, the Curry-Devorak Consulting Group analyzes We see
0: that. everything is, yeah.
2: We do. So then he's going to go into the analysis of the data because this is not a new analysis that's been done. As you just said, we had this information. The
3: correct way to analyze this data is to do a time series cohort analysis, which is the most sophisticated analysis that's available for data like this. This is what the epidemiologists use. This is what the UK Office of National Statistics use to prove the vaccines are safe and effective. So it's a known technique. It's generally accepted in the community, and it's the most sophisticated technique. And it was only the UK ONS which used the sophisticated technique. And, of course, their data was very flawed, But even then, it still showed the same signal as in the New Zealand data, and we see the same signal in the U.S. Medicare data, which is all gold standard data. So you have the U.K., New Zealand, and the United States of America all showing the same result, which is you take these vaccines, and your risk of dying the next day is higher than it was the day before, and it
2: keeps going up. And up and up. So this to me is a very level-headed dissection or analysis of the data because we were promised safe and effective. We know effective fell by the wayside. <laughs> this right away. The safe, the safe side is what's in question. So... You know, the the entire um, the entire reason, I believe, for this to be so controversial is to make it dismissible by government agencies because they are hiding it as witness in his third and final uh, clip.
3: So for dose two, for example, in the United States of America, we have the Medicare data that proves this. In the United States of America, you take dose two, your risk goes up every single day for 365 days in a row. And it goes up at the end of 365 days, it's climbed by 26% over baseline. 26% over baseline. It should be falling by 4% because this is Medicare data. And the Medicare mortality is about 4% per year. So this data, when you, you look at these people who have been vaccinated, um, with with those two, and you take them, and you look at how they die over time. There should be like four percent of them should die over a period of uh, of twelve months. And what we're finding is an accelerated death rate that is about it's it's thirty uh, percent differential from the four percent it's supposed to go down. So there's no doubt about it. There you can't have have the The death curve march up in a straight line for 12 months without any fluctuations whatsoever. It is like clockwork. It is the most beautiful graph I have ever seen. And I just got it recently from a whistleblower inside of uh, Health and Human Services because the CDC doesn't disclose this data. They have the data. The CDC has access to this Medicare data with vaccines and deaths. They refuse to analyze
0: it anyway amazing that's just beautiful that fills me with hope and joy and i'm just ready to go out and god bless america that's all i've got to say
1: i don't know you know exactly i mean i guess we (laughs) can't really know so there's reason to be skeptical but where You know, it just could could be fake, but I don't think, I doubt it. Like, it doesn't sound like he's dealing with something fake, and it's I mean, there's a
0: lot out there about the vaccines. If you just go look. I mean, the most damning thing to me is the former head of Pfizer, uh, president of the company, is like, I don't know what this is about, but he's just like, out there, he's like, I can't stop telling people it's not right, it's dangerous, it's blah, 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 you know, we didn't, it's not doing what it says we did. Uh, and, well, I mean, if any other company president came out and did that, it would be huge news. All Like, if Google's CEO, Sundar, Came down and was like, Google's algorithms aren't safe. We've actually been telling you that we're organizing the world's information. What we're really doing is blah blah blah, blah and it's actually harmful. And it's, blah, it's more like if it would be like now that Elon now that
1: Elon has Twitter, it'd be like Jack Dorsey coming out and saying just like the most damning thing they could, you know, like, oh elon said that this is how many bots that there's this many bots and he got rid of them and now it's better but in reality it's really more like 99 percent of twitter's face <laughs> yes. and, and i just wanted to let everybody know that and then everyone and then the response to the media is conspiracy theorist uh jack dorsey former yeah, like, you know, it's like uh well, he wasn't CEO. when he was running twitter he wasn't a conspiracy theorist when he was the head of the cdc he wasn't a conspiracy theorist but now he's just a quack and it's like i don't know it's just that to me i don't know i know it's like beating a dead horse at this point but 13 million is a lot of people to die from one single vaccine that we were almost forced to get i didn't get it almost i mean mean, it was like
0: basically forced
1: so if you wanted that's, to keep
0: your job, which for most people that's uh, your livelihood, uh, literally, and I, I think it's just one of the, it.
1: it's one of the biggest. It should be like the biggest red flag, just just watershed moment where yeah. people yeah. go, "Oh my god, you can never, never, never listen." These people. I mean, we've gone from. The Sacklers are satanic and opiates and companies, blah, blah, blah. The whole medical establishment is fake. Doctors, you can't trust them. I mean, that is is just
0: depressing as fuck. Yeah.
1: The vaccine kills a gazillion people. And then they go. And then this is the funniest thing to me. Like one of the most, one of the craziest things to happen in this line of events is that all of a sudden we have this wagovi we'll what's the other one <laughs> yeah i don't even remember right now I but can't remember weight what they're loss called. drugs Ozun these pain. weight loss drugs and like everyone just jumps right on like what are
0: yes finally are you, those vaccine people could get to weight loss they did so what, good with that vaccine so, <laughs> like,
1: what are you doing what is going on like why did so good how with is that, that pain. even how is it even possible is what i'm saying like it's it's just crazy. It's like if you found out that Mayfield milk or or actually it's this is a good example. It's like if all milk you found out was just water with titanium dioxide mixed in oh to make God. it white. And then you found that out and then you just kept drinking then they then they go, "We've invented a new milk. We our milk was prior to this it was cow milk now we're selling super cow milk or whatever but it's the fact of the matter is it was not milk the first time so now you're new and improved we're not why would you would you really just start buying no you would just not buy shit from a company that up until this very moment was basically found to be killing you and so but you just kept like why would you keep buying and then crazy crazier yet still it's then all, you just imagine all of the things, or the conversations, the discussion, the events that surrounded the vaccines, apply that to the milk situation, and it just wouldn't happen. It just doesn't make sense that that would...
0: Well, it's because it people don't understand vaccines. I feel like it's partly because they're a it's little... It's got to be. Yeah, it's a little too far from the yeah, baseline understanding. Um, but... That they think, yeah, a, that there's like experts
1: out there doing God's work or something. Right. Where in reality, it's like you don't have to think of Defer yourself to as, to a mi- as a, yeah, you don't have to think of yourself as a milk expert to go to,
0: to criticize to, it. Yeah. To, question to, dis- it. to yeah.
1: yeah, to be, f- to discover that it wasn't milk and then to just accept that it wasn't milk and the company's bad. You don't yeah. have to be a milk expert to stop feeding it to your kids. You just go, oh, I'm not going to give the not milk to my kids anymore. We're switching to water.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, the whole thing is just, yeah, unbelievable. That's what i was saying. We're living in a dictatorial fascist regime called the United States. uh, And it's just really interesting. I've been listening to Russell Brand. He's uh, really doing some interesting stuff now. I, I guess he started, like, doing a news podcast, like, every day that he like covers. he's like it's an alternative news where he covers news stories and he's like this is what the media is like telling you and how they're lying to you but one of the things he's talking about is just so i think it's so right on the the head of the nail or whatever is how we live in a country that constantly is telling us we're a democracy but if you just analyze it it's nowhere near a democracy what are we talking about we have this crazy two-party system all the things we've been talking about today and it's like this is not a democracy. And all the things that the people say we need to do in the name of democracy are like things like we need to cancel elections and things like that. So it's just, yeah, I don't know what kind of time we're in, but I thought it's such a unique moment, you know, to be in the United States because it's so, we've gotten to the point where it's just completely inverted. Like it's not that, oh, you know, they did they said they were doing one thing and they kind of did another thing. It's like, no, they said they were literally doing the opposite of the thing that they were doing. It's like we constantly are told we're protecting the rights and freedoms and liberties. And all the time you find out later, oh, the Patriot Act actually limited people's liberties and freedoms and privacy. It didn't help people with their yeah. privacy and freedom and whatnot. And like and, we
1: were talking about earlier, the news, what it should be doing, and people think, I think they must think that this is what's happening, is that they don't talk about everything but when shit hits you know comes up oh they'll cover it. you know they'll get it and but instead what they do instead of exposing that to you these like random events here and there of like corruption they if there is something they they'll like cover it kinda but they're really covering it up ultimately literally
0: you know it's, it's like, like the, the whole Sackler ukraine thing. thing like we can't stop talking yes. about how d- ukraine is a democracy and if you just do your basic like just start trying to do basic research on the Ukraine. One of the first things you learn is it's not a democracy. Yeah, you like, ask a Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah. So
1: there's a, to me there's like a huge part of this that's I don't even know if I, this is the right word, but like a responsibility on. I mean, the root of the word democracy is demos, which is a Greek for like basically of the people, and it's what's happening seems to be that the people we're just, they're refusing to be the demos or they're being the worst version of it that they could could possibly be conceived of because...
0: Yeah, I know. This is the part that makes me depressed as fuck. I'm like, I want to believe that it actually is very fragile at the top and that it's really not that many people and most people are very sane, but I get so depressed when I see people who just constantly say things about like how dangerous Trump is and like love Biden and love vaccines and love the medical establishment it's just like it's not it's not enough to just like be like well you know that's what it is it's like these people love them they're like no no that's good that's the highest good these things are saving our country these things are the cornerstones of democracy and it's like Okay, that's a little much. She doth protest it's too much, (laughs) you know, that kind of vibe. That's the stuff that makes me depresso. Yeah, there's, have you seen um,
1: that show, Leave the World Behind?
0: Okay, you're the The second person that's told me I need to see this. Uh, I'm not saying you need to see it. I'm just
1: wondering if you have seen
0: it. Because I haven't watched it, and this is the reason why, but I did see it on there. I noticed, and I don't know if it's just the vibe right now, but all the content on Netflix is like, leave the world behind, give up, dystopia, it's over, medical establishment exposed. Like everything is just really It
1: reminds me of that movie. So when COVID was happening, right, I mean, the timing could not be better. It was like, Just it was ready to go. It almost started simultaneously. That movie Utopia, the show about the pandemic, the show about a pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic. It was two on the nose, and one of the by the and just in case people need that proven to them, there were things in that movie that were not said explicitly that were shown, and they were they were mimicking reality in a way that people didn't even realize. So it wasn't just the pandemic and the population control and Bill Gates and all that, which was all part of it. But one of the scenes that's hit me the hardest was when they're in that quarantine camp with the lady or the girl, whatever in that one tent and there's all this stuff going on. It's nighttime outside. They lit lights in the tents lit up. They're doing whatever vaccine stuff. They've got the the TV cameras in there and all this But right before they go to the next scene, they pan back, zoom out to see the whole, this huge uh, quarantine camp. And what you notice is, well, if you notice it at all, there's one tent with lights on. The rest is fake. The rest Mm. is just there. Just to show. And so that's just my little, a little piece, a little evidence that like this kind of stuff is actually in a way like a predictive programming. It's not just, like, they're putting more into it than you think they are. Anyway, so this leave the world behind thing, the whole premise is that there's just some attack, you know, on the country. And we don't, you never find out who it is, whatever, but it follows this family who gets an Airbnb for the weekend that's outside the city limits, which ends up being great for them because they're not in mayhem. All sorts of realistic things happen, like... Um, there's, they try to get, these people try to leave. The Airbnb owner shows up basically to their Airbnb to like survive. So at some point, and they're black, the white family who's staying in the Airbnb is like, well, we got to go to like our place, like see our family. They leave and two minutes later down the road, they hit this huge plugged up highway and it's plugged up with all these cars. She gets out and walks up to see what's going on and it's just cars and all smashed together and wrecked. And she's like, what the fuck? And she sees a a new purchase, a new car sticker in the window. That's straight from the dealership. And they she realizes they're all Teslas, and they've obviously been hacked and driven into all of the roads, and crashed into each other to plug up all the roads, so that you can't, so no one can maneuver. The military can't get through. The citizens can't get through. It's a total shit show. And there's this scene. So the black guy obviously has this Airbnb. He's really rich. So he says. He's like all these little hints. He's like, oh, I thought something like this might be coming. You know, I have this friend. And he makes a joke to me one time about we're really drunk. And he's like, "Uh yeah, I'm going to the secret meeting with the cabal that runs the world. ha ha ha. He tells me that, but I, you know, thought nothing of it. But I started seeing him do some, he's like a financial manager. I don't know. He like run, he knows this guy's money. So he's like, I don't know, something. He started doing some stuff. I don't know what was going on. It's kind of weird. Uh, But anyways, he said later, he calls me again and he tells me you know uh shit's going to hit basically says he doesn't say it but he's like I'm leaving good luck stay safe bye bye so who knows where <laughs> they went probably beyond the ice wall so oh, this guy knew something's coming but there's this so there's this scene where this black guy's telling these white people I'm just using it the owners tell the whatever he says I don't remember where he gets this information from, but he had this whole conversation. There's a lot of good little quotes out there. There's this whole conversation where she says, where he where he tells them there's no cabal. There's no, nobody is running the world. And that's the scariest thing of all is that it's, it's not that it's just random, but it's, You know, it's not like you think there's nobody up there pulling the strings. And that's maybe even why this is possible is kind of the vibe you get away with. You know, it's like, that's why there's, we're not getting out of this. Like whoever has invaded us, it's done. And their point, the reason they've been invaded. So they're dropping flyers from the sky, like different, and like,
0: Mm. there's one that says like death to america do.
1: it's all in arabic or whatever so the guy's like oh it's the islam or whatever you know and then he talked they run into this other prepper guy and he's like well all the thing i can tell you is it's probably korea and they were like what are you talking about And he said well i just think it's korea and the guy goes well i got this flyer so i think it's iran or something it's in uh arabic and he goes interesting i thought it was korea because a friend of mine got one of those flyers written in Korean. So, maybe all these countries got fed up with the US, got together and just took over and there's this whole three-stage plan, you know, some I can't even remember the stages, but the last stage they'll do themselves and it's basically civil war. So they fuck up everything, fuck up everything again and then let civil war happen and they'll take over themselves. So anyways, the craziest thing about this movie Hmm. Is the ending. It's because of the ending, it turned the whole movie to dog shit, to be honest. And it's worth watching just because you, it is actually stunning what the end. You go, we were watching it, and my first thought was, oh, I thought this was a movie. I didn't realize there was going to be a show. I didn't know there was going to be, like, I was literally thought another episode's coming on because that, because that couldn't—that wasn't the end. And I was like, I didn't know this was a show. I literally said that. And she's like, no, it's a movie. I was like, what? I was like, that's the end of the movie? How is that even possible? It makes no sense. And it almost, it's so bad, it couldn't be spoiled. Like I could tell you and you would be like, huh? Like what, when you, as you were watching it, until it happened, you wouldn't understand how it could possibly get to this ending. If I told you the exact ending, you'd be like, I don't understand <laughs> how this ends with, this bullshit. So because they ended it that way, the takeaway ends up being like you were just saying, someone might've told you, I guess that it's, it's like all these little micro messages become the full message. It's all white people are racist and shitty and angry and not deservingly. So Mm. we're dumb as we're dumb and useless, the guy, there's a quote from it where the guy goes, some of this analysis I'm getting from other people, but it's true. I watched it as well and they pointed these out. Like there's a scene where the guy goes, please help me, please help me. I'm I'm just a man and I'm useless without my cell phone. I don't know how to do anything, which is true for a lot of people, but also it's just that there's no resolution to any of these because it just abruptly ends in the weirdest way ever. So all this racial conflict, all this we're stupid and useless, we can't ever get through this, we, we don't know what we're going to do. By the end, it's not resolved, so that all just becomes the message. The message is that people are idiots, they're useless, mm, they're racist, they hate each sucks. other, you know, it's yeah. just this crazy thing. Because oh. and the starkest thing was there's, because they had this opportunity, and the executive producer is produced by Obama's and Michelle and Barack Obama's production company which makes it even more scary. So you have like this anti a US movie produced by the an ex president. It's just super strange and they had so many opportunities to put in a to turn this into a, a great message even if it's a me- you know because a lot of times art is not just to reflect it also can inspire sure, yeah, yeah but it, there's no inspiration because this white lady and the black daughter are just butting heads the whole time they have this moment where you think there's going to be a resolution and right before that the white lady like kind of apologizes for
0: yeah you know oh, this making assumptions yeah but
1: the black girl is a total bitch like the <laughs> she is a total bitch like literally like if you like it's on purpose though that's the like it's obvious there it's written into the script like this you know like it's she is because un- she's black she's so rude she never has to have a moment she never has to she doesn't also apologize which the message there is that her anger Blatant her behavior it's all justified yeah. completely based on because because this lady's white and that makes it all justifiable and she is She's just, you know, she's totally justified. So when the white lady apologizes, that's the end. That's actually the totality of the resolution that you get. And right. it's crazy because the deep thing they could have pulled on was that this Airbnb they were renting it, these white people, and these black people show up, and she at first she's like, "This isn't the owner. What? This doesn't make any sense. Why are you? Here? They don't know that anything's going on. The TVs are out. Everything's out. But they have power here, maybe on a generator." And she's, but there's no TV. They can't really figure out exactly what's going on. They don't know. And so she's like, I, we, we can't, she's telling her husband, like, we can't trust these people. Like, you think they're the owners? Like, maybe they're the housekeepers. I don't know. They know where the money is. They knew this place was here. Like, what's going on? And then it, you kind of figure out, they do own the house. Eventually, you kind of get that Um but they're making it kind of mysterious. Like, you're not sure there's some pretty sketchy Mm. things going on. The guy gets caught lying and she's like, he's lying like this isn't like, I know he's lying. So, you know, you would be nervous. It's justifiable to a certain extent. But then a couple of days later, everyone kind of believes that they probably own this fucking place. But there's a line in there where the little girl, this rude ass girl says to her dad, you know, he's like, we're just doing what's right. Yada, yada. And she says, you know, she's like, you can't. Tr-. She also says you can't trust white people, especially in a time like this. And <laughs> then God. she, he's, so he's kind of says, no, you can or whatever. And she goes, really? Because we've been here in our own house, sleeping in the basement for three days, while the white folks upstairs are still in the master bedroom that they rented out. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's like, okay. Oh, my God. Interesting. You know, this is, you know, but again, it's
0: just like once you get to the end. It's like once you get to the end.
1: Yep. And then once you get to the end, nothing. It does all the messaging opportunity of of resolution just goes out the window. So it ends up being like, you guys suck. Everything sucks. We're all fucked. When we are when we get fucked, you're not you're you are actually indeed screwed. Like you aren't going to figure it out. You're not going to have your cell phone. You're useless pencil pushers. And. All that's over. End of the world. We're done.
0: That was it. Great. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, that's what bothers me about. It. That's what I see all this Netflix content. It's like so depressing. And I guess, yeah, like you were saying, like art inspires. That's an interesting point because I think you can also have art that like demoralizes. And that's what I feel like the art, art, if you want to call it that, on Netflix is doing. It's like demoralizing us. It's literally demoralizing us making us spineless weak hopeless it's terrible it's so toxic
1: and not everything has to have a message every art like my favorite tv show that i'm so pissed they didn't renew
0: is archive
1: 81 it's just a good story and there's no messaging and if there were messaging it would not be good this show just wouldn't be good with messaging in it so it's great now there's but i'm a huge advocate of creating art that has a message in it and some people don't like this they're actually against this i'm not i'm not a generally speaking an a artist who says leave it up to interpretation it's not my favorite thing to do i actually am a huge advocate of explicitly saying what you were trying to do so that people can look for it in in the art and a good example of this being accurate to some extent is there's that, we watched some of these reruns of that show face off where they just like these makeup artists make masks oh, and yeah. costumes mm-hmm. and stuff. And there's some where, you know, they do it and then they show and the judges, judge it, whatever. And they explain what's your, ins- what what was your inspiration? What were you thinking with this thing here that you did? And then they tell their story of the character they created. Well, this character, what they do is they steal souls and do this and do that. And that's why I put this on it. And, a, and not every time, but a lot of times the judges will go, I didn't see that that way. I th- I, what you had made here was just confusing. But now that you've told me that, I've changed my mind and I like what you did because you told me the story that goes with what this is. You gave me the meaning of the art that you created. And now I see it and now I appreciate it. And so, and you see that with like, like I didn't appreciate Picasso because I thought Picasso was a shitty artist. Because I've seen his stuff and I'm like, this <laughs> Some of is bad it just art. This looks like, bad. <laughs> but he's not the same as Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock just puts paint, just spl- splatters paint. Oh, it gets fractal. No, it's not. It's bad. Now, apparently, Picasso was literally like essentially a great master. Like, he was doing what he was doing because he was done doing the other stuff, he had already done that stuff. He was already, he, yeah, he, he could yeah. do he could paint, whatever, yes. he could do the other art stuff. Like he was really good. And that just knowing that even about him gives you part of the story. Why is your art so bad? Why does it look weird and like contorted and odd? And he's like, what's your story there? And then you can appreciate what's going on. I So I like that. This doesn't do it. This has yeah. no nothing, it has no nothing and then the ending, they say, is like one of those choose-your-own-ending things. But no matter what, it's basically either they all survive or they all die. Like, that's basically what you get to decide at the end. Yeah. And neither oh, one of those yeah. resolves the rest of the question. It just resolves the one question, which is, do they How survive the next end? few months? Yeah. Like, that, which is an unimportant considering the depth of the potential there that they had to tell a good story, which yeah. they just neglected to do. Mm. It was crazy. Wow, I really ranted about that. I didn't know I felt that passionately about it, but it was just (laughs) super annoying. Yeah, Watch it, and you will probably call me immediately when it ends. You'll be like,
0: what was that? We're going to be watching, yeah. What is it even called? I don't even remember. I
1: think it's like How the World Ends or something.
0: How the world ends? Great, yeah, it's sounds good. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What were what they called?
1: No, 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 no. Leave the world behind. Leave the world
0: behind. Another, which is a title.
1: fitting, which is a fitting, uh, which, title yeah. considering also, how it ends. How, however, they're leaving the world behind from like the they're trying to like make it look, almost look like it's like you know it's out in nature, like it's out in the boonies. Uh, no, it's not. You can literally see the major city from like, 10 feet away from their house. Like, there's this opening, this clearing that she walks up to and sees the city. It's, like, right there. You could almost throw a rock and hit the city. Like, you guys are screwed. Like, if you <laughs> oh thought... God. Like, they're trying to portray, like, they're in a cabin in the woods. It's like, you're in a cabin five minutes outside of the, of the downtown center of the city. Oh, <laughs> so, good. I don't know. There's a
0: lot to be desired. Oh, interesting. Anyway, I gotta go. I gotta go. This has been fun, but it's over now it's over and um maybe yeah we'll make another podcast we've been so late and uh absent recently so anyway we'll see okay bye